ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is the Spider Sports Line with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Wojcik catch and shoot three. Swish from the right wing. Jake Wojcik with his 54th three-pointer of the season. Right side, Wojcik fakes the deep three off of the dribble, takes the three. Good again by Wojcik. Well, he's playing with some confidence, isn't he? With KO, three-point line, left wing, drive to the basket, back out to Wojcik, catch and shoot three again for Jake Wojcik, his third of the first half from Nathan KO. Yeah, put a star next to that assist by KO. He kept himself under control and made a nice pass, knew he was dribbling into a double team and he'd have a teammate open on the perimeter. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Spider Sports Line live from Glory Days Grill, the West End location off Richfield Parkway in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center. Bob Black with you. A very pleasant good evening and welcome to what I promise you will be a very special edition of the Spider Sports Line tonight. We have a huge, supportive Spider crowd already in the house. Yeah, give it up for yourselves and for Spider head coach Chris Mooney who is making his way down the aisle. <laughs> Greeted first and foremost by my partner who's here tonight, Greg Beckwith, who calls Spider Games with me and a large, large Spider contingent in the house tonight at Glory Days Grill for a lot of reasons. Let's be honest, this evening, not the least of which, is two Spider victories this past week. The home court victory over Fordham on Wednesday night at the Robbins Center and then following it up with the victory at LaSalle in Coach Mooney's hometown and several of the others here on the Spider family on Saturday afternoon over LaSalle. Good to see that smile from ear to ear, Coach. Good evening. Thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks. Thanks for everybody for everybody for being here yeah let's start there first and foremost we've had some really good crowds here at glory days this year obviously but i think tonight you can kind of feel and see a little bit of the difference and the support for you and the spider basketball team for sure for sure and it's very (laughs) thank you it's very very appreciated and uh thank you so much to everybody i really appreciate it Let's talk about the games to begin with tonight, and perhaps we'll get into some of the -the off-the-court issues as well. But let's start with the two victories this week, Chris. What did you see from those two games? The Fordham game where Spiders fell way behind, caught up, went way ahead. Fordham caught up. You win it at the end on the Grant Golden bucket. And then the LaSalle game in which I just thought the guys were more aggressive, more physical than LaSalle in the second half, and that was the difference in that one. Yeah, I thought um, the Fordham game, uh, you know, I thought that um, Fordham plays such different defenses, you know, and, and I've known Jeff uh, even before he was an assistant here at Richmond for Coach Beeline. And, um, you know, he's willing to play a lot of different defenses, and he is um, – then they're very good at them. What they don't do very often is switch between those defenses. Uh, but they did against us, and we saw we saw a lot of them. And I thought our guys handled it well. I, I, I will say that what I think we try to do rather than have a particular play for, hey, when they're in the box in one, we're going to do this. When they're triangle in two, we're going to do this. When they're in zone, we just try to have uh, some of the some of the basketball fundamentals or some of the basketball um, things that are always true, ball movement, player movement, mm-hmm. taking good shots show up. And I thought we did a really good job with that. It was hard because – you know, they leave a, they'll leave a guy wide open a couple of times. They did it to Andre. Mm-hmm. Uh, after missing a couple of shots, he, he was able to make uh, three, three threes in the first half. And I thought <clears throat> uh, we, we didn't close the game well, but we, we finished the game at the very end well and uh, certainly good enough and, and, and won the game. So we were really, really pleased with that. And then uh, to, go, to go up to LaSalle, you know, you always look at a team – uh, well, I shouldn't say always, but the first thing you notice about a team is what you might be lacking. You know, so if you say, well, you know, if you had a slow team, well, they're really fast. If you have a, if you have a, a, a great shooting team, you might uh, envy the other team's athleticism. LaSalle is really old and, uh, you know, a 60-year player uh, in addition to a couple of uh, a senior, a fourth-year junior, you know, and so 
they're old and they're good players. I mean, I, I think they're talented. Uh, I really like and, and think Ashley's doing a great job. And that was a really good win. And somebody had mentioned uh, to me that it was so similar to the game at the Robbins Center, where I think at the Robbins Center we're, we're down two or so with a minute to go. And this game we're probably ahead by two with maybe two minutes to go. And we end up stretching the lead and, and win by nine. So I thought I thought that was really, uh, you know, any road win is great, Bob. And I think you and I had talked about, um, you know, before before the game, you know, just to, to have a road win against a good team um, and to be, be tough enough and good enough and play well enough to win that game uh, was, was really good for our guys. Let me go back to the Fordham game. A couple of points from that one, then a little bit to the LaSalle game as well, and then uh, we'll move on on our program this evening. Um, the last play, the winning play against Fordham, Chris, why no timeout, and how good did you feel about the way your guys handled that play because there was great ball movement, you got the ball into the hands of the right guy in the right spot on the floor, and obviously Grant Golden did the right thing with the ball once yeah. he got it. So I would say generally um, uh, we, we – I would say generally we don't call timeouts, uh, although with this team we, we, we haven't always done that, you know, just, just because of our inexperience. Uh, but I did think that, um, you know, even though we were, we were playing a little bit more cautiously down the stretch and a little bit tentatively, I thought that we were still moving the ball and doing those things well. And so um, – and I thought the ball movement was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the ball movement was so good that we're passing up open opportunities. <laughs> but the ball movement was good. And uh, what I really give credit to is Grant because, uh, you know, catching the ball in the, uh, in the middle of the paint or along the baseline against his own, it can be tricky. You know, it's, it's a little bit of an uncomfortable spot. You're going to have a guy behind you. You're going to have guys between you. And that's the best place to get the ball. And he was very – uh, assertive and, and aggressive in getting the ball, and that's so that's so critical for us. And uh, not only did he get it there, but he turns around and makes a, a really kind of a big time shot, to be honest. And then followed that up with I think one of the best games of his career at LaSalle, one of the best games of his many good games at LaSalle. We talked on the post game, and I think I shortchanged some of our other guys a little bit when I said to you this was a game in which your two big stars really won the game for you. And I still will stand by that for the most part, Jacob Gilliard and Grant Golden. But you can't ignore Nathan Kayo going seven for seven, making those first four to set the tone in the first half, and Jake Wojcik doing what he's supposed to do best. He sat right here and told us that a week or two, two ago, knocking down the three three-pointers. For sure. I do think that those, uh, Grant and Jacob, both played really great. I thought they had a great, they each had a great game, and they did so many things well. And But Nate, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, what we're, what we're so excited about, and I, Nate was the guy I kind of grabbed on the way off the court at LaSalle, because to see, you know, we, we've had, we've been fortunate enough to have this, but to have a guy who has improved so much and really becoming a great player, you know, and that, that's what really to me is like, so, um, you know, it's a, it's a great feeling to see him go in and he works and he works and he works and he, he struggled a little bit last year and he's really becoming a great player who had a tremendous impact on a road college game. And it's not obviously not his first time, um, but was just steady, strong, tough. And, and had a great game and a road win and really, really happy for him and, and really pleased for him. I wondered if you were, I don't know if questioning is the right word, but talking to him a little bit about his punctuating exclamation point, slam dunk with two seconds to go in the game. And let's be honest, the type of year this has been for us in the Richmond Spiders certainly deserved to do that. And I don't think there was any disrespect being shown to LaSalle at that moment. Yeah, not at all. As a matter of fact, uh, after the handshake, I, I had seen Ashley doing some media and I just went over and made sure I, that, that he understood and you know number one I, I you know the way the clocks are set up I didn't I never know how much time is on the clock at LaSalle but, but uh, also we, we've had we've had times or I've seen games where you're, you're trying to like bring the ball out and then the ball goes off your foot and you just more more wanted to just keep being aggressive and you know the fact that he can dunk it and he can dunk it with with authority it wasn't necessarily in my mind uh but you just want to keep scoring. In other words, more of a, a teaching point, like, hey, keep scoring. There's no, you know, whether it's seven or eight seconds or whatever's going on, keep scoring and, and, and let's make sure we finish the game well. 
All right, let's, uh, let's move on here. And as I mentioned at the outset, this is going to be a pretty special Spider Sports line tonight, and here's why. After we talk to Ivan, we don't want to break the tradition of that. We are expecting the majority of the Spider players to be here tonight. We've got tables reserved for them. They're starting to filter in, and they're going to be on the air with us as we can filter them up here. And, and Coach, it was their idea. They wanted to be here tonight in support of you and everything that went on last week and in support of Spider basketball and the good week that we had on the floor and what we hope is coming. So the Spider players are coming. That's great. want to tell you that first and foremost in support of you, and I know you'll be appreciative of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So they're on their way in. We'll bring them up to the table as they get here, as many as we can get. I think, uh, in addition to the regulars who have been with us on this show, I think Nick Sherrod is coming tonight, and we've been wanting to get him on the air as well, kind of get an update from him also. So I don't want to promise things that aren't going to happen yet because they're not quite here, but I believe they are on their way, and we have reserved tables for just about the entire team to be here, which I think is unprecedented for a Spider Sports line other than at the end of the year when we have done that maybe once or twice. I see. And they are here specifically to support Coach Mooney and Spider basketball. All right, with that as a backdrop, Ivan, we've got a couple minutes before the break and then the players. Uh, We are up with Coach Mooney. Go ahead, Ivan. Hey, Bob. Hey, Coach. How are you both doing tonight? Doing well, Ivan. How are you? Doing good, thank you. Well, first, I just want to say I support you and everything you've been doing with the Spider basketball program. And anyone who thinks otherwise has been have, has books for brains. You, you're one of the best coaches we have, and I think um, I think if those who claim they're alumni would get off their backs and start some standing with you instead of against you, we'd, we'd be in a better position. Well, I really appreciate it, Ivan, and I appreciate your call every week. Yeah, and I want to congratulate you on two fantastic victories, uh, and. And I just go to prove that that your team is uh, is on the right track. And if it wasn't for a couple of injuries, who knows how far we would have gone this season? Well, I appreciate it, Ivan. And, and I, you know, I think uh, obviously Bob and I see each other so often because we do the pregame and postgame and and the radio show. And what are you saying, Coach? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, you know what, what what I'm impressed with is is the guys have really, you know, we have guys who really love to play, and I, I feel like that's really showing. And um, you know, in terms of uh, how hard they're working and how much time they're putting in over and above, and shooting time and lifting extra lifts, all those kinds of things, and that's really important because you know when you have um, some youth, you want guys who really um, love to play care about one another but as they're learning about college basketball and as they're you know seeing how good everybody is and how challenging every game is and every drill is and all those things if they love basketball that usually is the best that's usually the best thing that 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 all of us can have going and um you know that that is something that we we feel really good about and i know that's going to both play well now and into our future uh, because we really have guys who love to play love to compete and love to be in the gym Ivan, as always, we do appreciate your call. We're going to let you go here so we can get a break and we can move into the middle segments of our show on the heels of the two victories. And we do want to preview the two state rivalry games coming up this week at George Mason on Wednesday and, of course, uh, the Capital City Classic game on Saturday afternoon at the Robbins Center against VCU. Did the cheesesteaks taste okay on the way home on the bus after the win? Well, they tasted great. They (laughs) really tasted great on the way home. Because uh, I wasn't on that bus, but I had my own cheesesteak. There you go. In Philadelphia, yeah. it really did taste <laughs> even a little juicier than normal. All right, let's take our first time out. We'll come back to Glory Days. Spider Sports Line is live on ESPN Richmond. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. At CarMax, you have the freedom to shop the way you want. Explore our vast selection of vehicles at your local store, either on your own or with one of our helpful sales associates, or visit CarMax.com and search our nationwide inventory from anywhere. It's the best of both worlds, like a cockapoo, part cocker spaniel, part poodle. And what's not to love about that? So visit CarMax or CarMax.com and experience the cockapoo of car buying. CarMax, drive what's possible. 
for all things spiders. Whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. What makes 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN Richmond's number one sports station? We bring you more. More local sports talk with five hours every weekday. More opinions with Bob Black, Andrew Wallace, Matt Josephs, and Greg Burton. More play-by-play with a Richmond Spiders college basketball NCAA tournament and the return of Major League Baseball this April. Plus more frequencies than any other station in RVA at 99.5 and 102.7 FM plus 9.50 and 12.40 AM. Keep it locked day and night to ESPN Richmond. We're talking college hoops every Friday afternoon during the College Basketball Show. Presented by Lexus of Richmond. Live from World of Beer on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's get back to Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center for more of the Spider Sports Line. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney. Live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Honor the bunting out front, middle of the floor. And it's stolen by Gilliard on a pass to Cobb. Gilliard driving layup left side is good over Cobb's attempted block. 33-26 on the turnover. Timeout again from Fordham. Bob Black along with Coach Mooney back for the Spiders Sports Line. Live from Glory Days Grill right off of Richfield Parkway in Richmond's West End in the Glen Eagles Shopping Center. Thank you for being here. Those of you who are here tonight really do appreciate you being with us this evening. Or if you're listening online or you're listening on the radio, we really do appreciate you being part of what I said was a special program tonight because rarely have we done this where a good majority of the Spider players pretty much on their own, took it upon themselves to show up tonight and be a part of the program. They're going to have dinner with us here tonight, and several of them are also going to talk on the air with Coach Mooney and myself uh, here this evening. We brought two of them up, and the reason I brought these two guys is from what I heard from our Director of Basketball Operations, Steve uh, Thomas. It was these two guys' idea to try and get as many of the players who didn't have class tonight and other commitments to come to Glory Days and, and be a part of the show. Grant Golden who you hear from all the time on this show and the pregame show and the postgame show and the press conferences, and then Jordan Gately, who you don't hear from very often, but I'm really excited to have on the program and talk with us, if for no other reason than of all the Philly fans on the Spider basketball team, he's probably the most loyal, most outgoing, and shows his Philly colors more than any of the rest of us. Wouldn't you agree, Chris? I would, I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the great things about Jordan. And uh, But, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Huge <laughs> Philadelphia fan. And Jordan's mom was the coach of the, Spy- of the Richmond Spiders late 80s. Right. 85 to 91. Yep. There you go. Yep. And the rest of the team, about half of them came in during the commercial break. And as you can hear in the background, the other half are coming in now as well. So, Jordan, let me start with you first of all. Thank you for being here for the first time. This is old hat for Grant, even if it is a Red Sox hat. We won't hold that against him. We'll get to him in a moment. Why are you guys here tonight? Uh, we just wanted to come out. This is my first time here. Come out, show support. I didn't know there was going to be this whole everything. everything <laughs> so, it was a surprise when I walked in and all the traffic and But, yeah, show support. Grant, how about from your perspective? You've been here before, as I mentioned at the outset. This is probably our most loyal, boisterous, and supportive crowd that we have had for the radio show. Yeah, uh, we talked about it a little bit on the radio show after the game. You know, it was a tough week off the court with uh, some nonsense going on. But we just wanted to come out here and, you know, show support for Coach Mooney, let him know that we got his back and, you know, that we're all in this together and we're just trying to get better and uh, be the best team we can. And we just all want to come out together tonight and show that. There's no better way to show that you've got his back than to win a couple games as you did last (laughs) week. How are you guys able to focus through all of that? I think the real crux of it didn't hit until about Thursday, but there were whispers even Wednesday when we tipped it off against Fordham. How do you focus through all the off-court, as you said, nonsense to win those two games, Grant? Yeah, uh, you know, definitely tough. Um, Something that we obviously knew about and we saw everything going on on social media and stuff. But I think it just gave us a little bit more motivation going into Saturday's game. 
uh, we took it pretty personally. Um, like I said, this is our coach, and we got his back. And for someone to go out there and do that, uh, I think we took that personally. We really wanted to go get two wins, and uh, luckily we were able to do that. Jordan, you're an integral part of practice sessions leading up to those victories. Could you sense anything in practice to make sure these guys were still as focused as everybody needed to be on that team and bench? Yeah, definitely. I think everyone was sort of ticked off about everything that happened or what what went on, but, you know, we were just all motivated by it, and we knew we won the two dubs, so that's what we did. Coach, how do you react to that? I know you don't want to talk a lot about it, but to hear what your guys are saying, I know they're speaking for the rest of the team that's here tonight, and all kidding aside, the way they did zero in and focus yeah. in order to win those games. Well, you know, it means it, it means obviously the world to me, and, and um, you know, uh, this is a, a special group, and I think a group that recognizes how great and how special we could be here uh, over the course of the next couple of years. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, it always goes back to, for me, is more your consistent daily effort. And I just wanted to say to Gates, who has not been here before, and I've, I've told Jeff Neubauer this because his mom is now the coach of Fordham, and Jeff saw Jordan Gately play. He's one of the few people to have seen Jordan <laughs> Gately play in high school. There was no videotape available. <laughs> but he is probably as improved a player that we've had in 14 years at Richmond, and I mean that. He is incredibly improved during the course of his two seasons here, and it's really something special to see. Well, with that as a backdrop, Jordan, tell us about your moment on the court, GW. You've got the ball. You're driving <laughs> to the basket. Tell us about your moment in the spotlight. Uh, we always sort of joke about it on the team that, like, my main thing, I love the rebound. That's my big thing, and that's what sort of just happened when we got in the game was able to go in there, get an offensive rebound, and get an M1. No foul shot, though. A little, what a little happened too. there, Jordan? I don't know. You know <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> um, Grant, the win on Saturday at LaSalle, I think you and I talked about postgame. A little bit the opposite of the game at the Robbins Center, where most of you guys thought eh, LaSalle was a little more physical than we were in the game at Richmond. Just the opposite in, in Philly? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Like I said, that's something that we talked about leading up to the game all week. Uh, especially me and Nate, how physical they were with us in the post at our place. Um, so just making sure we take our time, and in the post specifically, but in offense as a general, just taking our time and making sure we get the shot that we wanted. I think we were able to do that for most of the game on Saturday. All right, if I ask Jordan about his moment in the spotlight, let me ask you about yours. For all the talented plays you made <laughs> in the LaSalle game, why were the basketball gods smiling on Grant Golden and the Spiders on the bank three-pointer that pretty much sealed the deal? Uh, not totally sure, um, but it was sort of a running joke last year because I know I hit two bank threes last year. So I think at this point it's just sort of a thing. Um, so hopefully, you know, maybe I can get a couple more. <laughs> We've had a couple go against us, yeah. so it was time yeah. to turn. What was supposed to happen on that play, Chris? Do you recall? You know what? I I, I kind of uh, put us in a in a bit of a bad spot because we we wanted to take a little bit of time. Um, and I think by the time we started to go and Jacob started to make his move, we were just a little bit lower in the shot clock than we would like to bend. Uh, and as they helped off of Grant and left him open, he had a shot. I mean, he stepped up confidently and shot it. It wasn't, it wasn't a desperation shot by any means. And, um, and shot it went well. You know, and we really try not to have, if you watch college basketball, guys really celebrate threes and all these very peculiar ways that I'm really trying to get Danny Mooney not to do. <laughs> and so we try... <laughs> We try to have our guys not do that too much, uh, but Grant, it was one of the few. It was one of the few times Grant put a put his three arms in the air, <laughs> uh, but it was a, a, acceptable in that moment. Well, that uh, one's on yeah. you too because you called a timeout. That's true. Right that's there. true. So you yeah, gave him that, time to celebrate. That's true. At that moment, you, you actually opened the door <laughs> right. for, for a little bit of a, that's a good little point. bit of a celebration on that one. Jordan, what are you trying to do on the bench as these games? unfold what type of things can you and some of the other guys obviously that are that are big time practice players and i mean that with all due respect because i see practice and i see how hard you're working what are you trying to do in a communication form during the course of the game yeah definitely i know uh coach jones coach jones always comes up to me and uh solo before every game just energy and composure that's like two main things that he wants us to uh keep locked in on but, like, just little comments throughout the game. If I see something, I talk to Grant or Jacob because I know there are two, two of our biggest leaders on the court. So try and talk to them a little bit so they can say to the rest of the team. All right, Grant, what's the next challenge for this team moving forward to try and keep this going? Now you'll play a team again for the second time Wednesday night in George Mason. But you and I talked about this pregame the other day. 
Now the Spiders won that first game with the Patriots. They might have a little bit of an edge psychologically. I know Chris has talked about that before as well. Yeah, um, you know, uh, George Mason, tough place to play. Uh, obviously, like you said, really good team. Um, but I think we had a pretty good scouting report uh, on them last time. I thought we did a pretty good job with it. Um, but I think the key for us would just be containing their two really good guards. Justin and Otis are outstanding players. Um, and, you know, once they get hot, they get everybody else going too. So just making things as tough as possible for them at the beginning of the game will be key for us. Chris, that is a philosophy we've talked a lot about, that when you play teams twice, and it's not like the old days where you always played everybody in the league twice. There's only a handful that you play twice. You've got the upper hand because you beat them the first time, but the other team has the upper hand because they've got that motivation factor. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're watching the game uh, again, uh, Coach Lewis and myself today, and, you know, they played a few possessions of zone, I think five possessions of zone, and so, you know, again, since we won, you think, well, maybe they're going to – Mm-hmm. start the game in zone play more zone you know do something different uh they double team grant about eight to ten times will they do it every time or or were we successful enough it just seems like the team who's on the short end makes more adjustments you know the team on the on the winning end probably just wants to have the be the same exact game and and move on so trying to anticipate what they might do and uh hopefully we can hopefully we can you know come out really be focused in and 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 zeroed in and and ready to play you know conference games are really challenging road conference games are that much more challenging just really being as zeroed in as we can to be prepared to play a good game all right we'll talk more about george mason in the next half hour as well let these two guys go get with the rest of their teammates i do want to bring nick sherrod up here after the break uh, and kind of get an update from him and also he's one of the leaders of this team so as i do that fellas from your perspective what has Nick done to help this team since he went down with that unfortunate injury? And how do you think he's responded to not playing a season in which he obviously had very high aspirations? Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, myself, I had to sit out a year too. Um, and I think the biggest thing when you sit out is you see so many things that while you're playing on the court, you might not notice or might not be able to see. So, you know, being sitting out, being able to see those things and reiterate it to the team is something that Nick's done with us. And just being there and being a leader, talking, uh, letting guys know what they need to do, stuff like that, talking during timeouts, all those little things that help us throughout the game, he's done a great job of, and we appreciate it. Jordan? Yeah, for sure. Uh, as many of us know, Nick's a little more quiet, so he's more of a leader by example. So I think this is sort of, for, since he can't lead by example right now, this is forcing him to step up vocally a little bit, which I think is going to help him next year. And yet he wants to be a sportscaster. <laughs> How can he be quiet? If he wants to be he's, got, he's, not, he's not as quiet anymore. He's, not, he's breaking out. He's breaking out. I think when he comes up here, you'll see that. Though. Hey, w- one more thing, Grant. You're tired of me asking this question already. I'm just really intrigued by it. You're five points away from 1,000 in your career you are, let me do the math, 13 assists away from 100 assists on the season. Which will you be more proud of? Uh, you know, you asked me that earlier or after Saturday's game. I think it's for sure 100 assists just so I can be in that 100 club, hopefully with Gilly. <laughs> a little and trash talk. Yeah, yeah for sure. See, I knew the answer to that question. I wanted to get a little bit of, solicit a little bit of a laugh. I'll bet you're as proud of him over the assists. Coach Mooney, as you are, over the points are really important. Don't yeah, get me that's wrong. An, that's an impressive number. Uh, I, I don't know the stats all that well, but that's that's an impressive number for for a center. I think Grant had six assists on on uh, Saturday. Yeah, that's that's hard to defend when when uh, a guy that we're so focused on throwing the ball to and need to score has six assists in a game. That's that really creates a lot of problems for other teams for sure. So that that's the one that's. I mean, a thousand points in a sophomore, sophomore season is amazing. <laughs> yes, uh, but a hundred—I mean, a hundred assists—is really impressive. Ironically, the only other guy that has done that is Johnny Newman, who's Richmond's all-time leading scorer, a thousand in his sophomore okay. season. And of the three guys who got Richmond basketball on the map in the early '80s, John Davis, Greg Beckwith, John Newman. John Newman's the only one who's not here tonight. Can I call him out a little bit? John Davis <laughs> is here tonight. Greg Beckwith is here tonight. Where is Johnny Newman? We need to get him here. They saved a seat for him at the table up there. We need to get him here. All right, congrats, guys, on the win the other night. I really do appreciate you bringing everybody in this evening and the support that you're showing for Coach Mooney and Spider Basketball. Let's go get him Wednesday night. Definitely. Thank you for having us. Grant Golden, Jordan Gately, our first two guests. We'll take a break. I am going to ask Nick Sherrod to come on up and talk with us. A lot of fans have been asking to hear from Nick. We'll do that next. Spider Sports Line from Glory Days on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield. I am G College.
Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill on the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a $5.99 burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for $5.99. And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at $9.99. Glen Eagles is also featuring the men's basketball spider sports line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Here at Diamonds Direct, we enjoy taking care of our customers, and I know that I can. It will never be questioned. In fact, it is expected. You can look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Yelp. Our reviews are off the charts. Diamonds Direct expert Gary Wakefield, who used to work for a big corporate chain jeweler, where taking care of customers was less important than corporate. I used to hear that corporate policy won't allow us to do this. No one really wants to hear that. People want to hear we can do it. But at Diamonds Direct, the only company policy is to make the customer happy, and Gary Gary has all he needs. The lowest prices, the highest quality, the strongest warranties, and by far, the best selection. We've got more rings, bands, bracelets, studs, everything than anywhere you're going to see. Up to 30 times ordinary stores. Customers tell us all the time, I was at such and such a jeweler and they had one tray of this. And I come here and it's like, wow, look at all the choices that I have. Diamonds Direct, the selection you want, the value you deserve. We want people to have it all here. Short Pump West Broad Village, where Richmond gets engaged. Hey, this is Stugatz. Join me weekdays, 10 to 1, on the Dan Levitard Show. Now on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome back to the Spider Sports Line with Richmond basketball coach Chris Mooney. We're live at Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and broadcasting live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. We're even at 75 with a minute 50 to go. Golden give and go to KO for a wide open layup. Golden with another assist and a steal by Gilliard off of the inbounds pass. Nobody saw Jacob Gilliard, his signature steal in the backcourt. Sure was, stuck right behind the inbounder and the passer and took it away. What an enormous play by Gilliard after a terrific smart pass by Grant Golden. Couple of the many highlights from the Spiders' 84-75 victory at LaSalle Saturday afternoon in Philadelphia. All right, joining us at the head table for this segment of the Spider Sports Line, we mentioned before the break, Nick Sherrod is here tonight, and we want to get an update from Nick on his rehabilitation. And also Nathan Kao, you just heard one of the highlights of one of Nate's seven field goals in the contest against LaSalle Saturday. And Nathan has joined us up here at the head table as well. Nick, let me start with you because I've had all these fans who come here every week to the show say, when are you, when are you going to get Nick Sherrod on the air and how is he doing in his recovery? So, my friend, those are the questions to you. How's the recovery going? Where are you in the process? Uh, yeah, so I'm nine weeks out from surgery and the process is going well. Uh, walking and all that stuff is getting a lot easier. The pain's pretty much all the way gone. So, it's, the process is going really well. It's going a lot better than I expected. I wasn't really sure what to expect or how it was going to be, but uh, Adam and the old staff down there has done a really good job with me, uh, keep my confidence up, and it's going well so far. What are some of the things you're going through right now as far as that rehabilitation? I'm just trying to get the strength back, get the balance and coordination, and trying to just start to do more functional stuff. Uh, uh, the first part of the surgery and first part of uh, post-surgery was just really getting the motion back and getting the range of motion, and now that we have that pretty much all the way back, just about starting to, be, starting to make my leg more functional and be able to do more things that I'll be able to do on the court and just on a daily basis. When can you do basketball things on the court? Any timetable for that yet? Um, there's no rush because we have a long way to go. We have the whole summer, so there's no real rush. Uh, but hopefully um, the end of June, late July. Uh, so we're taking, we're taking our time. Though. We're not in any rush to uh, do anything. There's no rush. We'll have a whole summer ahead and the rest of the spring. So, Chris, how much do you try to monitor it and how much you just stay hands off and leave it up to our athletic trainer, Adam Smith, and our strength coach, Jay DeMeo? Well, I would say with Nick, uh, no monitoring. You know, just like I don't have to monitor him being in the gym or anything like that. You know, he's, uh, I mean, not, not only is he a hard worker, he's just a very dedicated, you know, this kind of fits his mentality and how he approaches things. He doesn't get bored with hard work. And um, 
So I don't, I don't. I feel like I don't need to monitor it at all. You know, we get updates every couple of days, but I, I know he's going to take care of his business, and I know that he's going to do everything uh, that he's supposed to, and he's going to do it really well. All right, speaking of hard work, this summer nobody worked harder, maybe present company excluded Nick Sherrod, <laughs> than the other guy, the guy sitting to your right, Nick Sherrod, and that's Nathan Kao. Um, how much, how good do you feel, Nate, with all that hard work in the summer, um, all the driving that those coaches did of you, uh, that it's paying off the way it is right now? Uh, it feels very good. Uh, even going back from last year, they always had confidence in me, and now that I have the opportunity to just uh, go out there and play, it feels pretty good. How much did you know Saturday that you were going to get the chance that you got, particularly early in the game, to kind of set the tone, and how did you kind of react to that? Because you had those four field goals pretty early in that first half right there in the paint. Yeah, coaches talk, uh, talked to me about that a lot in practice uh, leading up to the game, that I need to be more aggressive and be more patient in the post, and I had a high advantage in there, so uh, just going into the game, I tried to be as aggressive as I can and make those baskets. Chris, was that something, obviously Nate just alluded to it, that you guys as coaches saw that you knew if we can get the ball to Nate in the right position, good things could happen? Yeah, for sure. And I think we feel that way all the time. But I think that um, especially in this game uh, where, you know, there was a technical way that LaSalle guards the post, I think can give Nate an advantage. And, um, you know, but you have to be one, you know, Nate's a great uh, ball handler, dribbler for somebody his size and, and as for his, with his athleticism. And then he's also, you know, very good and accomplished down there. <clears throat> and so he was able to do that. You know, it's, it's not easy to be patient if you can't dribble. Uh, if you're not skilled or you're not confident enough to finish. And he was able to do that, had some drives, had some uh, post moves. Uh, I, I really thought, you know, when you when I watch him, you know, uh, he's just, you know, there are so many, there were flashes last year and there are so many more this year of just how special of a player he can be. Um, and I think he can have, I think he's going to make, I don't know if it'll be statistically, but I think he's going to make an even bigger jump this summer. Um because you know, because of now that so much confidence and uh, we're relying on him so so much, uh, and like I said, statistically, it'd be hard to jump that high again. But I think he's going to make a, a just as big, or if not a bigger, jump over the course of this summer um, as he becomes more and more comfortable and confident, uh, knowing how good he is. Refresh our memory, Nate. Why you are such a good ball handler? Six foot seven, play primarily on the inside on the low block. And yet, when you get the ball out on the perimeter, you're handling it almost as well as our guards do. Oh, yeah, I had a really late growth spurt. So I was like a guard, point guard all my life. And then one summer, I grew like five or six inches. So that's why I've always been used to like handling the ball, and that's what's helping right now. How much can you use that to your advantage when defenses perhaps are a little bit surprised that you're able to handle the ball as well as you are? Oh, yeah, so like when they pressure me outside, I feel... Uh, like it's more of an advantage for me to go to the basket if he's pushing up on me it's hard for him to guard me like all the way to the basket so anytime I feel like someone is trying to pressure me a lot uh, it's opportunities for me to go to the basket what has this portion of the season been like for you as coach Mooney alluded to you know you didn't play that much last year I think it was maybe 13 12 13 minutes a game and now you're playing like 31 minutes a game how have you handled that uh, I mean, all the coaches and my teammates have confidence in me going up to the summer. I knew my role was going to be much bigger this year, so it's been good for me this season. Nick, you didn't know this role was coming on this team this year. Uh, unfortunately, what have you tried to do? What has Nick Sherrod's role been on this team since you got hurt? I'm just trying to be a vocal leader and try to point out things that I see on the court. Uh, I think it would be easy for me to just be sad all the time and uh, be down, but I don't think that's what the Steve needs or what I need to do for myself. So just trying to stay involved as much as I can with helping the young guys out or giving Nate or Grant or Jacob confidence in what they're doing. That I believe in them still no matter what's going on and uh, just trying to be that vocal leader like, uh, as much as I can be. Is there almost a silver lining in that for you that maybe this is a, a side of you that you didn't even know you had? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been refreshing to learn. You learn a lot about yourself when you go through stuff like this. So I think I've learned uh, just how to be a leader differently than I have in the past. I, I've kind of taken a step back when it's time to be vocal and all that stuff. But now that you can't play, you can't lead by example, you have to kind of be more of that vocal leader. So I'm trying to uh, definitely push myself to be more of that um, while also still showing that I have that work ethic uh, when I'm in the training room and I'm in the weight room and doing that kind of stuff. How much uh, have the guys tried to help you out? And conversely, how much do you feel you're, you're helping them out in the, in the avenues that you just talked about? Um, yeah, they're definitely helping me out a lot, especially when it first happened. It was obviously a tough time, but they all supported me a lot. 
And I think I'm just trying to pay that forward to them uh, now that I'm able to walk around more and be around the team more, uh, just trying to be as much of a leader and just be as present as possible just to help them through whatever they're going through. All right, I don't want to talk a whole lot about the off-court distractions. I think uh, Grant and Jordan did a pretty good job of articulating for the entire team. But what about just your focus last week, Nathan, through all of that, to be able to maintain that focus, practice the way you wanted to, and come away with the wins? We're all uh, behind coach, and I feel like we're all a family in this program, so we just wanted to you know, be that much more focused for the two games coming up this week. Nick, you're really one of the true veterans on a team that may not have too many veterans, at least by class rank. How did you handle it? Um, for me, it's a little bit different because I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. Um, on the court, when you're able to go out there and do something about it, uh, it's easier. I know the way I play and the way I just approach life is a lot tunnel vision, so I kind of see forward. But I know one of the toughest things about being off the court is that you kind of get to kind of hear more stuff. You kind of see more of what's going on. But for me, especially now, we didn't. I, I didn't really pay much attention to it. Uh, nobody really was talking to me much about it. I don't think we talked much about it. And our focus was just on the court. And there's a lot of there's a lot there's a lot to play for um, on the court. And there's a lot of things that we can accomplish. So I don't think we should let something as small as that uh, distract our focus. Chris, uh, nobody wanted Nick to get hurt, but do you get a little bit excited knowing that he's going to make a full recovery and still have two full seasons to play? Very much so. I, you know, I, and I told this Nick. I told this to Nick, um, you know, when he went into surgery and, and kind of the couple days between, you know, Dan Giroux, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was all league as a sophomore and he, he was playing great in the uh, Sunny Hill League in the summer up in Philadelphia and got hurt, you know, right about July 30th or something mm-hmm. like that. And he missed that season. And then, you know, the next two seasons was a part of two incredible years. And I, I, I just told that to Nick a couple of times just to say that, uh, you know, it's certainly, it's certainly devastating and it's terrible and it's hard and to be away from basketball for the first time. But, you know, the way that it might line up and what he might be able to contribute to something really, really special is something that I think he'll, he'll really value and appreciate when, he, when he's done. So, um, you know, I, I, I really believe that will be the case for him. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's tremendous. I mean, you know, these two guys, uh, Grant, uh, uh, Jordan Gately, you know, I mean, this is this is Richmond basketball, and everybody can be proud of people like this who work at it and also carry themselves so well. Uh, Nick, how helpful is it that you know you're in your hometown, that you're not three thousand miles away when you have an injury like this? How much have you leaned on the family? I've leaned on them a lot. Uh, I think that uh, my mom wished I would lean on her a little bit more, honestly. <laughs> um, I mean, but it's great. All moms. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt. No, it's great being home, and especially because my high school is also only a mile away from here. So this is the support that I've gotten from the community uh, at St. Christopher's and St. Catharines as well as at home. And just all that stuff has been really great. It's made the process a lot easier for me to handle it. Like you said, if I was uh, 3,000 miles away from home, it would probably be a lot different experience for me. But because I'm so close to people I grew up with and people I know, it's been a lot easier for me to, to handle everything. Hey, speaking of support, Nathan, let me finish up with you guys. So we had the uh, Gustafstown, Andre Gustafson. Then we had the Gilliard for Jacob Gilliard. And then the last game, I think we had the KO Nadian for Canadian, which you are. Did you see it? What did it mean to you? Uh, it meant a lot. Uh, just being so far from home and having those people just out there supporting me meant a lot. Those are the kind of fans we love to have, right? All right, fellas, go have dinner with us here at Glory Days. Thanks for being with us. Nick Sherrod, continued success on your recovery. And Nathan Kale, continued success on the court. Thank you. All right, thanks, fellas. We'll take a break. We'll come back to Glory Days in just a moment. You're in tune with the Spider Sports Line, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM, ESPN Richmond, your home of the Spiders. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being placed into foster care or for adoption without your knowledge. You can also explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. Don't miss your chance to be a dad. For more information, visit www.vabirthfatherregistry.com. You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student-athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at spidervoices.com and on Spider's social media. 
For more value, more style, and more selection, check Goodluck Menswear. Home of the buy one suit and get two suits free. Yes, buy one suit and get two free. Or buy a suit and get a shirt, tie, hanky, socks, and shoes all for free. Only a Goodluck Menswear. Choose from the classic fit and Martin Slim fit in sizes 34 through 72 from Stacey Adams, Falcone, Stephen Land, Steve Harvey, and more. Only a Goodluck Menswear. Come take advantage of our annual winter clearance sale. Men's suits starting at $69.99. Sports coats starting at $49.99. Hats $19.99 and up. Dress shoes, $19.99 and up. Winter coats, $49.99 and up. Clergy robes, $99. Tuxedos for prom and weddings at $99. Don't miss this sale event. Men's suits starting at $69.99. Good luck menswear. Located at 48 Southgate Square, Colonial Heights, I-95, exit 53. Or call us at 804-526-7870. That's 804-526-7870. That's good luck menswear. I can't believe it. That we're in an elevator with a puma? No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Um, could you hit seven for me? Okay, no need to. That's fine. I'm good. Believe it. Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buy the all-new 2019 Silverado truck at Luck. Chevy has spent the last 100 years making the most dependable, longest-lasting pickups on the road, and Luck Chevrolet has sold them that long. Whether it's refined comfort of high country, the aggressive capability of trail boss, or the functionality of work truck, the next-generation Silverado offers the right tool for every job. Call Luck Chevrolet in Ashland at 804-798-9261 or online at luckchevrolet.com and get your new truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Whether you're tuning in to talk sports or listen to the game, thanks for making us number one in Richmond. We're 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Line with head basketball coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Welcome back, Spider Sports Line at Glory Days Grill. Bob Black with Spider Head Coach Chris Mooney and literally a cast of thousands with us tonight. It's been an awful lot of fun to have those guys come up, come on the air and uh, talk college basketball with us, the Spider players. Uh, you will be able to see at the Robin Center Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock against VCU, the Lumber Liquidators Capital City Classic Round 2. Again, tips off 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon against VCU. But before we get to that game, the Spiders on the road for another state rivalry game Wednesday night against George Mason, 7 o'clock at the Patriot Center. It's on 99.5 and 9.50 on ESPN Richmond and ESPN Plus on video streaming on Wednesday night. We'll finish up in our final segment here with Coach Mooney, talk a little bit about primarily about the George Mason game, maybe touch for just a moment on the VCU game. I know coaches take them one game at a time, but I think we obviously know the two games this week and the two state rivalry games. Can you go back to that George Mason game, Chris, and kind of pick out what went so well in that contest because that was a, a really well-played game by the Spiders. Yeah, so in, in, in uh, watching it again today, um, you know, I thought we were able to uh, I, I thought we defended pretty well, you know, and so uh, the last two games, actually, I think we've our defensive field goal percentage is vastly mm-hmm. better than, than uh, most of our games preceding that. Uh, so that's a good sign. Uh, we've, we played a lot of uh, man. We played almost, I uh, wouldn't say exclusively man-to-man against the South, but we played the majority of the game man-to-man. Uh, so that was good. I think we played the whole game man-to-man pretty much against Fordham. Um, so that, that, that's a positive sign for us. And then the Mason game, I'd say, was the game we probably played the most equal of the three defenses, you know, probably distributed those the most equally. Uh, so I thought we defended pretty well against a team that's hard to defend. Uh, Otis Livingston, <laughs> he's a great player, really a great player, a shot maker. Uh, and then Kyer now is, their, is actually their leading scorer. Um, so he's really a good player, and he didn't have a great game against us. I'm sure he'll be very motivated uh, when we go up there on, on Wednesday. 
Um, but I thought we, you know, number one, I thought we defended pretty well. And then on offense, you know, we, we felt like, you know, especially if, if we can, like most teams, when we can establish some something in the paint early and throw the ball inside and, you know, have our, you know, have score in there and then have our cuts and different kind of things off of that, 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 that that's going to be a, a positive game for us. And we were able to do that. You know, we were able to, um, we were able to uh, move the ball nicely, really establish ourselves inside in, in, a, in a good way. Uh, and then play the game from there. So we hope we can do that. Like as we talked about earlier, I'm sure that the the uh, approach will be a little bit different, or the strategy will be a little bit different when we play. Uh, Mason just had a really tough loss against Duquesne, yeah, really tough at home. And um, you know, so so you know, it's uh, it'll be it'll be tough. I mean, every conference game is is so tough, and and uh, you know, really really challenging and. Hopefully, we'll. I, I feel like we can. We're in a position where we can. We can play well. You know, we we can play well, and then you need some things to go your way. You need to create some breaks for yourself, and and then also need some things to go your way. Hey, uh, let me ask you one more question about the defense. Um, how much do you think it's because there are different defenses now in the repertoire that things are getting better defensively? And I mean that from two avenues. These guys obviously buying into a man-to-man and a zone and a trap in addition to the traditional matchup. And then secondarily, opponents now have to spend more time preparing for more than just one defense that might get thrown at them, very much like you were talking about in the Fordham scenario. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, well, I think it really has helped. I think that, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, keep track of our numbers, um, you know, both regular statistics and some of these advanced statistics like efficiency and points per possession. And our offensive numbers are really in the top, you know, 20 in the whole United States. Field goal percentage, points per possession, assist to turnover ratio, really impressive. Our defensive numbers <laughs> are balancing out yes. those offensive numbers, <laughs> uh, but improving. And so... I do think, you know, I, I think like, um, you know, against LaSalle, we played three possessions of 2-3 zone. They scored all three times. But it does serve a purpose in that there could be confusion if we're in the matchup or it has changed the um, pace or the, the approach of the offense because they, we, they just saw some zone. So it might not have a direct impact statistically always, but I think the change up and, you know, I don't want to say, I, I, I wouldn't think confusion is the right word, but identifying it. Maybe it takes a second to identify it. It takes a second to call a play. Uh, you're you're, you're, you're going to be open in a different spot. You know, maybe, maybe that's helping and that's contributing. So I, I, I do feel like that has been, a, that has been a, a boost for us. All right, I'll make a deal with you. Since, as you pointed out, we do a lot of pregame, postgame shows and coaches talk shows. I won't directly ask you about VCU because I know it's not the next game. Yes. So that's why I bought our director of public relations for men's basketball, Jason Vita, to the table and put a headset on him because he can talk about the game after the game. <laughs> He's not tied to the same rules that you coaches. Same oath. Right, the same oath. In fact, it's part of the things we do in the media right. is look further ahead. So I'm going to bring Jason on to do a little bit of that. But in all seriousness, Jay, before I do that, thank you for helping organize this tonight and getting the guys here and bringing them up to the head table. And I'm sure just like the players – in fact, I know, being a part of it, last week was a challenge, not only for the players, but for the rest of us in the Robbins Center. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, tonight was easy. Really, uh, the, the players and, and the coaching staff have made even the difficult parts of the last week easy because they're so great, they're so organic, they feel so strongly about this program um, and that they have things going in the right direction. And, uh, you know, I know... From the very first time, uh, you know, very early Thursday morning, I was hearing from them and how can we show support and, and you know, they were just willing and wanting to do anything they could over the past couple of weeks and uh, I said the most important thing is to play really hard and practice really hard and they did that Saturday and I'm confident they're going to keep doing that in the next couple of games. Unfortunately, you have a little bit of experience in this realm, don't you, with an NFL team that you once worked with that on the field was particularly bad, right? I, uh, my one year in the NFL, I was uh, doing media relations for the 2007 Miami Dolphins, uh, who finished 1-15, in 15, and uh, <laughs> there are a few things that are harder than making a, a multi-million dollar athlete do a, uh, a radio show or an interview <laughs> when they're going to get questions about why they're 0-13 or 1-14, so... Uh, yeah, no, it's been a, a real relief uh, being here 
with the Spiders, and they're great and couldn't be further from my, uh, my experience in Miami. All right, what will Saturday be like at the Robin Center from your perspective with VCU coming in? It's a different game. It's a rivalry game. It's a conference rivalry game, city, state, all of that. I already had somebody ask me, so where is auxiliary press seating at the Robin Center? And I was like, auxiliary press seating? I'm not really sure I know where that is. I will tell you where auxiliary press seating is when we figure out when auxiliary press seating is. I have a meeting with Mike O'Toole, who's uh, here tonight, tomorrow, to, to figure out where we're going to put some of the, uh, the people. We've already received a ton of media requests. Um, obviously, with it being a national television game on CBS Sportsnet, that makes it different. But, uh, you know, it's great. It's, it's, the Robin Center is a big-time stadium. This is a big-time program. This is the type of attention I feel like we're more deserving of. So when we're on a national stage and there's so many eyes, we want to make sure that everything looks great, we play great, everything runs smoothly. So there's going to be a lot of work over the next couple of days to make sure Saturday everything's 100%. Well, thanks again for bringing the guys up tonight and doing what you do weekly because Jason's here with us every week when we bring the players out. And really looking forward to a fun week at George Mason Wednesday and then VCU on Saturday. Thanks, Jay. Real great. appreciate it. Thanks, Bob. And, hey, I wanted to save a couple minutes, Chris, because yeah. the question I never got to ask you last week is what I want to finish with this week, which was a scheduling question. Yeah. We got into a little bit of conversation last week about schedules and next year's non-conference schedule, and I said I did want to ask you something about scheduling elsewhere in the country this year, and it's been a real unique scenario in Conference USA where they went to this pod or bonus or flex schedule where the last two weeks of the regular season they're matching up the top four, five teams in the conference, the middle five, and then the bottom four to play each other. They didn't know those games were coming when the schedule came out. The first round of those were Saturday. Old Dominion was involved, played Western Kentucky down in Norfolk, won the game. Probably helps their net now, the old RPI, and their standing and all of that. What are your thoughts on that type of scheduling formula, that type of experimentation, and could it ever come to the Atlantic 10? Would it ever serve a positive purpose for the Atlantic 10? Well, I, I think it's possible. I, I, so basically what they've done, they have an 18-game schedule, and they play the first uh, 14, 14. They play the first 14 games, and they leave the remaining four games unscheduled until a particular date. And when everybody has played, then they match up the teams in the top pod, middle pod, and bottom pod. The idea being that if, they, if Old Dominion and Western Kentucky are two really good teams, that's another opportunity for them to play each other, and, cert, and the, the, both teams will – will probably benefit from it, especially the winner. Um, you know, I really, I, I, I don't love it only, only because it's so untraditional. And, you know, um, I just think it's, it, I don't think it's going to help them get another team in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure that it would help us get a team. I think when we've gotten teams in, whether it be three teams, four teams, even six teams a number of years ago, it's because, uh, you know, you know, in, in, in the uh, in the ACC, there's gonna you know you can in the beginning of the year you could probably say well there'll probably be eight to ten or eleven teams in. You know, everybody outside that Power Five is is really really needs a lot of things to go their way. Most importantly, well, actually, most importantly that that there's a, a split between the top and the bottom. Yeah. That that's yeah. uh, you know when when everybody's in the middle, that's going to be a lot of teams left out. But most importantly, how we did in the non-conference, each team individually. And so we need non-conference opportunities. And I think that, you know, having a game, I, I don't know how we would handle the tickets and the game. You know, who, who gets to go? You know, are you going to be away for a potentially a third straight game? Or are you going to go right back to the team you just played? These unknowns, I think, are a little bit trickier than they should be for 110th year of spider basketball for example <laughs> so I, I feel like um you know uh our, our conference needs a lot of teams to have a really good non-conference season and then really there would be to be separation during the conference mm-hmm. and that's how we're going to get the most teams in but we can't control the, the separation but what we can control is playing really good non-conference schedules we can't control the wins either, unfortunately. But and and having enough success over those teams that you're on you're on the table or on the bubble or whatever it is, and that's what the A10 has done in the past. I hate to call it a formula because you really can't control the wins, but that has been the formula for success, and I think moving forward it'll remain the same. 
Go back to focusing on conference games. Coach George Mason, Wednesday night and VCU Saturday afternoon. We will talk with you Wednesday. See you back here next Monday night. And again, from everybody in this restaurant tonight, the support is behind you and Spider Basketball. Thank you very much, everybody, for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for being here tonight. Please take care of your servers. They really worked hard this evening with our sellout, standing room only crowd here at Glory Days Grill. Mitchell Bradley on location. Matt Joseph's in the studio for Coach Mooney for the Spider Basketball team. Bob Black saying so long. Talk to you Wednesday night, 6.30 pregame, game time at 7 from George Mason. Right here on ESPN Richmond, the Spider Sports Network. From Learfield, IMG College. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to the Spider Sports Line with Coach Chris Mooney, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway. Tonight's show has been brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Join us Monday nights from 530 to 630 throughout the college basketball season for the Spider Sports Line, a live presentation of the Spider IMG Sports Network and your home of the Spiders, ESPN Richmond. Switch to Straight Talk Wireless and get 25 gigs of high-speed data all on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. Join Team Straight Talk and get unlimited talk and text plus 25 gigs of high-speed data for just $45 a month. Straight Talk Wireless, everything for less, only at Walmart. First 25 gigs at high-speed, then 2G. See terms at straighttalk.com. That bathroom upgrade is within reach at the Winter Kitchen and Bath event now at the Home Depot. Starting with the exclusive Fister Venturi Bath Bomb.